right, everybody. We're going to be old boys for Thursday, February 29th. It's a leap year. I'm Clayton. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Pat. Guys, we are so hyped. Let's let this man scream. He's been waiting for this for a long time. Our special guest from I Screen, You Scream 4, the number four movie. Number four. four. He called this. This is the most anticipated movie of the year. Danny Escamalaji is here. Welcome, Danny, to the BO Boys. Thank you so much, Pat and Clayton. Birthday weekend's coming up as well, and I have to get lit and ready. This is the best thing ever. It's happened to me. I may also got a video game coming out this weekend, starting tomorrow. But for now, this is Dune. Let's get the spice flowing for the biggest blockbuster of the year. Let's go. Yes. He is all man, all hype. I I mean, this is it. We all been waiting for this. Finally, after months of the beekeeper, which we liked, but mean girls and Argyle. And Madam Webb. I did not see it, by the way. Madam Webb, Danny, I know, I know you are all hyped. Just, we got it. We got to If you're going to be that hyped, just do a little, a little back like this there, Danny. Uh, he's so hyped, but our, no, no, it's, it, listen, do what you have to do. You've been waiting for this Dune 2 episode, but Argyle and Drive Away Dolls, we, we've had to just, just get through these last two months, but here we are, Dune Part 2, Blockbuster of the Year. It's time. Daddy, tell us, why did you call this episode? You you, you told us, B.O. Boys, I, I did Super Mario episode, and you were Fri- Five Nights at Freddy's, right? Was the next one you called, and then you're like, Dune 2, that's my movie. So just tell us, why Dune 2? Why is this so anticipated for you? So, uh, back in 2021, before I began my podcast, uh, Dune Part 1 was my number one movie of the year. I loved it so much. So then part two, I've been excited very much when they got this movie filming and everything. I was excited coming out last year. The strike happened. I was disappointed. Then I figured when they push it to March and the best part is the fall guy was supposed to come on March 1st. Mm -hmm. They moved it. Had to move it. Warner Brothers, like the NFL draft, made a right call to get the pick and got the March 1st slot. And I was like, yep, they did it. This is the Gray's birthday. Look, I may got the Batman in Creed 3, but Dune is no match for that, period. Yes, yes, 100%. This is the the biggest blockbuster we've had, I don't know, since the summer, maybe? I mean, this is is out of control. And Clayton, how hype are you for... Dune 2. Did you actually see Dune 1 in the movie theater back in 2021? I mean, I I know Danny's out of his mind hype, but are you that hype right now? I mean, my hype will never compare to Danny's, so no. I shouldn't even should. try. At our ages, it should. No, it was, wouldn't be good for my heart to be that hype. But um, I'm excited for this, and I'm excited for this for a few reasons, because, I mean, I too enjoy Dune 1, and I just think this is an old-fashioned, big, star-studded, special effects-driven film that we've been starving for. I mean, when you look at the young Hollywood that is in this, it is staggering. Anybody who is... An- everybody who's anybody. Yep. Anybody. Anybody. Are is- you anybody? Are you? That's the yeah. question. If you're not in Dune 2, you aren't anybody. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I love the Chalamet Zendaya romance that they're they're playing up. I mean, I think that's going to be one for the ages when it comes to the, the Gen Zers. So I am hyped. I'm very hyped for this movie. I mean, we have our tickets. We're going to see it. We, you know, it was yeah. a must see. It was, it's not my most anticipated, but it's up there. It definitely is up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Clayton and I have tickets uh, with a friend. We're seeing it Saturday night, not in IMAX. We're seeing it in Dolby, though, which is actually wow. kind of our preferred theater is the Dolby Theater. We we love it. Uh, we'll be sitting in the balcony. Clayton, we'll be sitting in, in the same spot that uh, we all saw The Whale mm-hmm. last year. We had to go see The Whale in Dolby, and now we're seeing Dune 2 in Dolby. Uh, uh, so, Danny, how are you seeing Dune two. Do you? How long have you had this planned out? Tell us what is what. What is the night, Danny, going to see Dune two in theaters? 
I planned this long ahead before tickets came out. I said I will go see this, not just in IMAX, but this theater in my state, which is Cinemark, has the greatest IMAX theater. So I had to go all the way. Me and my aunt plan to see this tomorrow night at IMAX. And you know what? The last time I've been to that exact theater for IMAX, name a movie. That I saw an IMAX last time. Gran Turismo. Uh, Gran Turismo. That's what I was saying too. Yeah. Is it Gran Turismo? Top Gun Maverick. Wow. This is and the level of research. In every occasion, I would go there, which is an hour away from my local, yep. just to get there. I would always go there for every occasional hype IMAX movies like Dune. And Dune is shot entirely. This is going to be the best. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is a. a a incredible level of respect. Danny doesn't just go see uh, movies in this theater just for the hell of it. Just, you know, let me go check out Mean Girls in this year. He saves it for the top level movies that, I mean, Top Gun Maverick was the biggest movie of that year. Dune Part 2 might end up being that this year. I mean, Dune Part 2 is going to be gigantic and it's earned Danny going an hour out of his way. Are you seeing it late at night? Is this going to be a situation where you're driving home at three o'clock in the morning after six? No, you? no, six forty-five p.m. I'm off work, so yeah, right. it'll be early in like early evening for sure. Great. I mean, Clayton and I we're seeing a late showing on Saturday. We're going to be jumping on the New York City subway system in the middle of the night, and uh, who knows? A New York City subway system, we might see sandworms on there. You know, the the gnarly things we might see, but. We're going to be so hyped. Bring it on. Bring it on. Three o'clock in the morning on the subway. Bring it on. Mm -hmm. um, so, Clayton, you talked about the young cast. Let's zero in on the star of this movie is Timothy Chalamet. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had a blockbuster in Wonka. He's got now the kids love him. You know, the young girls always loved him. I think the guys have needed to warm up to him. Obviously, I think when he wore the legendary hoodie on Saturday Night Live on a live, and we can't stress this enough, live broadcast of Saturday Night Live a few years ago supporting Legendary. I think that got a lot of guys on his side. Now he's got the kids. He's got the women. Uh, I mean, how big is Clayton, how big do you think the Wonka bump is for Dune 2? Chalamet being a Wonka-sized star now, which he wasn't when Dune 1 came out. Yeah, I mean, I think that can't be overstated is that the fact that he has had a hit that big and a recent hit mm -hmm. is so great for this film. I mean, if Wonka would have come out and did middling business, if it would have done Paddington business, mm -hmm. that would have been pretty bad. I mean, for the for theatrical, but right. also not great for Chalamet. And mm -hmm. this is really I mean, this is just one step further in his march to stardom. Mm -hmm. And it's so great that we're seeing this happen because he's doing it through, you know, yes, Wonka is an IP. But again, and, you know, everybody says we're bashing superheroes. We do. We do. I mean, I do. I do. You do the most. But, but it is the what facts it is. are, I mean, the, the facts are, the facts are superhero movies did not create movie stars. They did not. They did mm -hmm. not create lasting movie stars. They didn't. And. Chalamet was able to dodge that bullet and the things that he got big from were, you know, he was in Greta Gerwig movies. He was in Wonka. He's in Dune. I mean, mm -hmm. these are things that you build a career from. Right, right, right. So, Danny, how much is Chalamet a factor in why you're so hyped for this movie? You know, did, did you have a history with Chalamet beyond Dune 1? Are you a Wonka guy now? What is you, what is the Chalamet effect for you? Let me start with the Dune factor. So okay. never seen a Chalamet until Dune one. He surprised me. I thought incredible. He's like the next the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Every time I look at this guy, that's how I viewed him, and he's a factor for sure. Wonka, I think to me, I didn't bother watching because to me, playing Willy Wonka by Chalamet was a miscast. Closer to the release, and I'm being honest. It's just mm -hmm. me. My yep. sanity could be wrong. I will still watch it on streaming, which is on Max next uh, week. But I'd rather see him play a dark, mean Paul Atreides. Well, I mean, that that is what he's going to be playing. And he's going to be, you know, you mentioned Leo. I love that comparison. 
Could this be his Titanic? Listen, I'm not saying Dune 2 is going to do Titanic numbers, biggest movie of all time. Two boys, not not happening. But in terms of, you know, this, there is a romance in this movie. You know, this is a, uh, Wonka's not going to have a romance, obviously. And the romantic movies he did that were indie movies are going to break through. But this is him and Zendaya, two giant stars in a romance, big screen. Uh, Could this be a big part of making him the next Leo is teenage girls might go see the Sandworm movie because these two hot young stars are going to be in a romance. I mean, look at Titanic. Mm. It had a boat and it had water. You know, this movie is sort of the opposite of it because it's got sand, tons of sand Mm -hmm. and it's got worm. And so here's the thing is that, Generations will always have Titanic. Titanic is a movie that will, from generation to generation, be passed down. So they don't need another boat water movie, these young women and these young men. Right, right, young people. People. Mm -hmm. They need a sand movie. And that's Mm -hmm. what this is. This is going to be the Titanic of sand. Now, is sand as popular as water? Probably not, because it's not as useful as water. Water has so many right. uses. But I think when we're talking Titanic, we're talking Dune 2, I think there is an equivocation that can be made. And I just think, you know, he's at the height of his sort of uh, pinup looks and his mm-hmm. young Leo look. The, they had that same sort of skinny frame and like, you know, angelic looks. Yeah, wispy. Yeah, yeah, at this time. I mean, and Shalami's hitting it hard with that. So I do think there's there's something there too. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm big on this movie. I'm really big on this movie and excited just to see this weekend and like, is this going to do 100? Yeah, I mean, so Zendaya is in this. Yeah. And she has been in... Some of the biggest movies of the last five years. She's been in all three of the uh, the rebooted Spider-Man movies, including No oh, No Way Home, Far From no, Home. What was the No three? Way Home? The, Homecoming. Homecoming was the first. Homecoming was the first, but the, the three Spider-Man movie. The is, biggest uh, No Way Home is No Way Home. I mean, that was one of the biggest mov- movies of all time, and she's basically the second lead in that. So I don't think it could be understated how big of a factor she is in her fan base. So Danny, you you know, you are one of our resident young people on this show, along with, you know, wanna be old boys like Austin, getting out there and, and telling us what the word on the street is from the young people. Just how big of a factor is Zendaya for getting out the young generation to the box office? Very big. She started very small, like every other actress, actors and actresses do on uh yeah, just I don't know. I'm not a Zendaya fan, okay. but it's great to see a big star, a star going from small to big to becoming a big fish. Yes. And with that, Chalamet, oh my God, you guys, I meant to met. I've been meaning to say that I think they're like the greatest couples right now in like dynamic duo couples wise, Titanic level. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. amazing. Like, can't wait to see that chemistry. Remember, I say that Tom Cruise and Jennifer Conley was like the hottest couple. Well, let's just say that's a Gen X couples. Let's uh, let's separate that. So about okay. that's a couple for me, right, Danny? That's, me, yes. No, not yeah, for Pat. Just for me. Yeah, also me. Say okay. it's just okay. for me, Danny. Say okay. it's just for me. Okay. So the youngest stars, the hottest youngest stars, is Zendaya and Shalini for sure. Yeah, yeah. It. I, this is going to be the type of couple coming off of this Dune two that the audiences are going to want to see over and over again in more Dune movies. Get them in a drama someday. You know, the way Leo and and Kate finally teamed back up for that Revolution Road. Like, you're going to want to see Chalamet and Zendaya over and over again. But the only chance you have this weekend is going to see them in Dune 2. Yeah. So that's how you're going to get your fix. Uh, Young stars. I mean, there's so many young stars in this. Austin Butler is the villain, guys. Elvis is the villain. Daddy, I just said that. I just said Elvis is the villain. And your hype. I could see it in your face. Your hype rose another 15 to 17%. I mean, how how excited are we to see 
the guy who should have an Oscar. He should have won Best Actor, but yeah, it's probably better for him that he didn't because there's no backlash. And, uh, you know, you keep hearing this could be another Oscar nomination worthy role. You know, he gets to play the villain. Clayton, you're an Elvis. You were an Elvis guy. We were rooting for Elvis to win that that Oscar, Oscar a yeah. year ago. How much hype does this add for you that Austin Butler is the villain? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, it's huge that, you know, Elvis did well for for him. I mean, because, you know, the thing the thing was, is that this movie has been shot and you just waiting to see what happens mm-hmm. with all these stars. And the fact that Austin Butler had a huge hit with Elvis, had a great SNL hosting right. and really is a guy that was able to go in glad hand during Oscar season, meet people, yep. circulate the room. They're going to he's had one under his belt. They don't like the young men in the academy. They 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 right. want the young men to to work hard to get their awards. So this is just a really good step forward for him and I think yeah, there's a possibility this movie is going to get a lot of nom nom noms. Yes. Especially because I mean everything's sort of coming together for Dune because doesn't have to worry about the Oppenheimer steamroller. Nope. Doesn't have to worry about Barbie. So next year there it's going to own all the below the line categories. It's going to get acting nominees. Uh, uh, it's yep. going to get best director, I'm sure. Yeah. So Austin Butler is probably going to get in there for best supporting in this villain role. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, remember the, the first Dune won six Oscars. Yeah. It won it's six Oscars. The sweep. Yeah. It was the sweep. Dune sweep. Part yeah. two is going to sweep it again. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you look at next weekend, Oppenheimer is the favorite to win Best Picture and all that. Oppenheimer right now is predicted to win maybe seven Oscars if everything breaks this way, maybe eight. Even that is only two more than what Dune won, won a couple of years ago. Obviously, a lighter Oscar year or COVID a year, mm-hmm. but uh, this is poised to be that type of critic favorite. You know, the same way Oppenheimer was the big thinky blockbuster over the summer. That's what Dune 2 was looking to be. And, you know, back to Austin Butler, if you when he played Elvis, you know, we made a lot of this in that Elvis movie. He only played fat Elvis for about 15, 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. just a shot of fat Elvis. And and I think that's important for this movie, because if he had played fat Elvis for, say, a half hour or an hour of the Elvis movie, People might look at him in this villain role and say, we already saw that. Mm. You know, we already saw him play Fat Elvis. He's just doing that again. The fact that we never got to see Austin Butler go full Fat Elvis, I think makes this Dune part more enticing because we never got to see that. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, about, what about you? How much is is Austin Butler a factor for you, Danny? Yeah, um, I love villains. Villains yep. are my favorite things to watch. Uh this is the biggest. I'm talking a matchup. It's like a Super Smash Brothers matchup. Let me put in that video game term real quick. Paul Trades, Feyrothy, biggest ladies man matchup. You don't want to miss it. I mean, who doesn't want to miss that? Wow. It's insane. I I I love Danny that you are basically at this point night before the movie opens talking about it like you're Don King hyping a boxing match. And you probably don't know who Don King is. Big no. Gen X icon, you know, so the, how do you know who he is generation because Gen X and Don King and, you know, we, we were all the same generation, but he was a big Danny, big boxing promoter. He used to promote, like, I don't know if you know who Mike Tyson is. He's the guy who got the face tattoo in the hangover movies. Of course he was a boxer. That's how you know life. him, Pat. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I knew when he was married to Robin Gibbs. Yeah. Ah. I, I watched that interview. I watched the Mike Tyson, Robin Givens interview live. Yeah, on YouTube, time. like yeah, two years that. ago. No, I watched it live on television. On television. Well, other and, than that, oh, sorry, I was gonna say other than that, Austin Butler looks like a big star, he, like like Zendaya, starring small to becoming a big fish. Yeah, and this is a great thing to do after Elvis. Elvis was a hit in two years ago, and wow, yeah, I agree. Support actor is gonna be in the cards. I mean. This is like a great thing. He looks good. Man, timid, probably the most timidating acting character I can ever see up to this day. Wow. Well, I mean, that that's the thing. Villain roles 
in these type of movies, those do garner award attention. I mean, there's been some comparison. Is this his Joker? You know, is this his Heath Ledger Joker part where the young star had a nomination before, then gets the big showy villain part in the blockbuster, gets the Oscar? You know, that this could be that. This could be his Heath Ledger Joker. Uh, I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, you know, Joker can't be the only villain who wins Oscars. You know what I mean? I mean, he will. He will win another Oscar. He's going to win many Oscars in his future. But you got to switch it up a little bit. And I think it'd be really interesting to see this character. Now, uh, Danny, where... Florence Pugh. I mean, we could just go on and on with these these stars who are in this in this movie. Florence Pugh. Where does she sit on your, you know, I need to see this movie because Florence Pugh is in it. Do, do, is that oh. something that you do? You're like, Florence Pugh, I'm there. Not every movie, but this one, yes, Florence Pugh. I've been comfortable with her a lot. She's already a star like before. The last thing I saw was Oppenheimer. And uh, mm-hmm. way before then was Puss in Boots when she voiced... Goldilocks. Mm-hmm. But Florence Pugh, man, she is getting there at this point. So yep. I'm in for Florence Pugh. Yeah. yeah. And that Oppenheimer part, it was small but mighty. You know, it garnered a lot of attention, a lot of talk. She didn't have to be in the movie that much, but everyone knew she was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the sign of a star when you could just come in and really make your mark in a giant blockbuster like that. It's a shame, of course. Now, right now, it seems like she's been sentenced to do the Thunderbolts movie. They are going into production on it. Honestly, talk about that. Talk about that. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, at this point, the Marvel, like, I'd rather see Deadpool than just Thunderbolts. I'd rather see Blade. I'd rather see Fantastic Four. I'd rather see the world order of Captain America. But Mm. Thunderbolts? Okay, just put that in the trash. I mean, what's the point? What's the fucking point, bro? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, I love it. I, I love it. What is the effing point? I mean, Dan, Danny, you nailed it. And that is what Florence Pugh's agents are probably saying. I mean, they. I, I would only hope she has a strong representation as what you just said there, and that her agents are asking Disney, Thunderbolts, what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing here? Let her just keep making Dune movies and go be a big star instead of being sent to the Thunderbolts. But... Yeah, I'm excited that she's in it. This really is, you know, and I'm going to throw out another Gen X reference. This is like the Brat Pack, you know, all the big stars of the 80s together, except with a $200 million budget and giant sandworms. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what we have here. Don't you mean the Frat Pack? Who is the, that's your generation's uh, movies with Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. That's yours. Uh, I mean, Brat Pack that was, was mine. If that was mine, I'd also be like, 17 or something now. I mean, that's too young. It's too young. But um, Florence Pugh, huge star. I mean, Clayton, is there an, there can't be any more young, buzzy stars. Anya Taylor Joy. Wow. Now, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy, here's the one. Uh, sorry, uh-huh. Dan, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, it's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. You know, she had the, the menu, which was a sneaky sleeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A double. I would say it wasn't a necessarily a big hit, but it was a double. It was it did yeah. very well. And and everyone loved it. Like that's yeah. one of those movies that even people who didn't see in the theater, everyone caught up and watched it on cable and really loved that movie. But other than Split, mm-hmm. it, she really hasn't had a big hit. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. more of somebody and I, and I Super Mario, billion dollar. Hit or not? Okay. Big hit or not? So, yeah. Voice. Okay. I, I don't count. I don't count voice acting because at the end of Whatever. the day, Danny, listen, let me let me speak. I, I think at the thank you, sir. I think at the end of the day, that does not do much for those actors when it comes to their live action success, right? I think that there's not really a big correlation. If you have a big cartoon voicing hit, that doesn't necessarily mean that your next live action movie is going to be a hit, right? So that's why she was in A Billion Dollar Baby. That is true, Danny. That is definitely true. But you didn't see the punum. You didn't see the face. You need to be able to see the face. 
that's when you become a star. And I think this, I don't know how big her 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 role is, and I don't know uh, if it's going to be a real showy role. But the fact that she's in this is going to really, really benefit her because she needs she needs a sort of boost, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she's got Furiosa coming out in. There we go. So this would be an incredible one. That's a thing about this young cast is they're either all coming off of a big hit before this, like Chalamet, like Zendaya. They've had hits or or Austin Butler with Elvis. Or someone like Anya Taylor-Joy could have this plus a Furiosa back-to-back. And then the end of the summer, we're like, man, we've got four or five new giant movie stars. And uh, and and, uh, and Austin Butler's going to have bike riders at some point and coming up. Riders. And Zendaya's going to have challengers. And challengers. Yes. That's right. Another big one. Yeah. yeah so- are you are you excited for that, Danny? I'm always so curious. No, no, not no. As much. Okay. Sexism is not my thing, but you know, I heard I think this might be an Oscar worthy. Who knows? Okay. I can see that. Yeah. But but I mean, this young cast, this is this is the year when we're finally maybe gonna have some brand new, fully cemented movie stars. You know, we talked a little bit about it. Danny mentioned the the critic score. I'm looking; it's at 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and we're not critics, huh? huh. And critics aren't everything, huh? huh? But but I do think to get this to that next level, where it goes beyond just the dudes, just the sci-fi fans, just the action people, but to get like full on couples and older people, I think it was really important that this movie is getting the critical acclaim that it is mm-hmm. well deserved. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Villeneuve has had, you know, rival was a pretty big hit for what it was like, a, a like a, a sci-fi. I mean, sci-fi, he usually deals in sci-fi blade runner. The sequel was, I think a misstep just because the honest truth is nobody really gave a too big of a shit about blade runner. Really? I right, mean, it was a cult right. movie that, what makes it, you know, is there robots or not human? I mean, like, are they robots or not robots? That's, I mean, that's a question, whatever. But I think it's, it never was going to have the sort of commercial appeal that something like Dune has. And we got to give Villeneuve, I mean, we, listen, we don't know how big this is going to be, but we think it's mm-hmm. going to be really big. And that's huge yeah. because they tried to make Dune several times. The David mm-hmm. Lynch Dune that came out in the 80s was a flop, a famous yep. flop and a famous yep, failure. That. Yep. yep. And um, so I think that the fact that the first movie did what it did and this movie is poised to do what it, it it's about to do is staggering when you think about it, like just as an achievement. Right. I mean, this this puts him and I'm not it's it's not putting him in that level, but it starts to move Villeneuve into can he be in that Tarantino, Nolan, Greta Gerwig, you know, movie star director mm-hmm. level where his name is the equivalent of having a movie star above the title? And obviously, Dune's a big IP, but I do think you had a rival, like you said. Dune one's a hit. This could be a giant hit. It really starts to make him, okay, whatever he directs next. He's the selling point of it. Well, he also did Prisoners, right? Didn't he do Prisoners? Yeah, he did. And that was a big uh, hit as well. Uh, it was a hit, but I, not I a big. Rival, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was successful for sure. Successful, yeah. yeah. Big hit for yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk Sandworms because that is, I would say, the enduring image of the Dune universe and these Dune movies, and we got a glimpse of them. You know, they were in the first one, but everything I'm hearing is. Sandworms really gets a shine in Dune Part 2. Um, they're the creature. And I'm going to throw it out there. We have no Jurassic Park movie this summer. Can Sandworms graduate to being the new dinosaurs? Or at least the dinosaurs of this summer? How big could these Sandworms be as a draw? Can they be dinosaur level? Or at least can they be Kong type draws i mean danny how big of a sandworm guy are you well if it was a monster verse sandworms i'm all in but hey dune sandworms i'm also into 
Yeah, they could be the next uh, dinosaur thing, you know, just wow. as a IP to Dune, nowhere near else. I mean, who could do sandworms than uh, Dune does, really? Right. Well, no one's tried, right, Clayton? Has there been sandworms in, I mean, I guess they're the Beetlejuice movie. Fam- right? I mean, famously is the reason oh, I left the theater. Yeah. Right. Oh, Hilarious. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. I didn't even put that together. I mean, Clayton, you did tell the story about how when you were a child, you and your babysitter went out for an outing, see Beetlejuice. You got too scared. You had to leave. And it was because of it was because of the sandworm. Is that the first scene? To? Yeah. When they when the, the sandworm shows up. How okay. idiot is it? How idiot for that kind of sandworm have you not seen the original Beetlejuice? no no i'm going to before the second one comes out okay how ugly or how hideous is it before i it's uncanny the thing about it is it was it was sort of a stop animation so it was uncanny the uncanny valley aspect of it i think was what really got to me and you know obviously we know i told the story on a on a on a special you know in a uh after bo a web exclusive after bo and uh you know, my uh, my babysitter looked at me like you're not a man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's yeah, devast- It was devastating. It's still devastating to this day. And and, yeah. and so yeah, I mean, sandworms could they be the next dinosaurs? I don't think so because dinosaurs don't make little boys leave theaters and disappoint the babysitters that they're in love with. They they don't. Uh, sandworms right, do. Right. So I don't think there's gonna yeah. be that sort of attraction to sandworms the way there is to dinosaurs. So we're seeing this movie Saturday night. Are, do you feel like it's a guarantee you'll be able to get through all of Dune 2? No now guarantee. That we, is it wow? No guarantee. Wow. Come on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to feel what that babysitter felt, which was just <laughs> abject disgust and, and disappointment. Dude, at this point, I mean, that's what you feel all the time. I mean, True. you're already True. at that point. She had right. not experienced that with me yet. Right, right. Okay. I mean, this is, I didn't even factor this in that Clayton might have to leave early because he's scared of the sandworms, but it's, it's definitely a factor. They don't all look uglier sca- or scare we as like, you know, other things scare, scare we, but I'm yeah. sure they'll, they don't even have eyes. So they just like have mouth. That's it. I mean, okay. I That's can't true. convince you otherwise, Clayton, but you know what? It's up to your. Thank That's you. True. It's my the, heart. These these are sandworms that don't have an eye, so that could be that could be better for you, Clayton, because like the sandworms not going to be able to stare into your soul the way the Beetlejuice sandworm. Listen, did. it is so up in the air right now. Yeah. Well, do you think it'll help prepare you if ahead of time you were to get one of the Dune Two collector item? sandworm popcorn buckets oh, yeah. you know will that help you if we walk into that theater with a sandworm popcorn bucket or do you think that might even make you run out of theater before the movie even starts yeah i've not seen one of those in real life so who knows how i'll react when i see it yeah yeah what about you danny what is your interest level in getting these uh collector item sandworm popcorn buckets could you buy these at the theater or these are only like you have to uh i got uh, to call i gotta call my theater but other than that, if, despite controversy on that, I want one. I want to keep one as a memento, you know? Yeah. I think it's to be something. But other than that, yeah, I would like to have one as yeah. like experience. I, I'm going to say right now, if we go to the theater on Saturday, Clayton, and the theater is selling them, I will buy the Dune 2 collector item uh, sandworm popcorn bu- bucket and I will bring it home and I will show my wife, this is who you married. This is what I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's th- there's no going back now. There's no going back. No. No. That's true. Um, to her. Yes. Yes. I'll remind her what the judge said, which is there's no going back. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think these popcorn buckets will help the opening weekend? You know, they did they did the parody skit on SNL. Yeah, I was going to say. A week ago. So, yeah. I mean, do you think that raised awareness of this movie? Oh, it sure did. It sure did with this kind of promotion. I mean, Warner Brothers and Legendary headed out of the park with these marketing and cast promotional on interviews, which is the number one thing you got to do when you pr- go out and promote your movies. The young stars did most of the work, then like Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård, you know, the Gen X stars. But the young stars went out and just promote all over. Like I see them all over the Internet. This is definitely well. Josh Brolin wrote some sort of poem that everybody's talking about. I mean, we're sleeping on the fact that 
Javier Bardem is in this. Yeah. Josh Brolin is in this. Two yeah. two uh actors who've had many iconic roles. I yeah. just rewatched No Country for Old Men last night. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, those two are spectacular in it. And then you've got Dave Batista, yeah. a guy that is, yeah, on his way up. I mean, th- that's the thing. Batista Batista could get his Oscar nom 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 for this movie. We don't know. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of doubt it, but you know, I like to see more in the movie than the first one. Yes. Yes. It feels like this is going to be the Austin Butler supporting actor show. Um, but Batista is always a value add. People love him. Um, you know, someone we didn't mention that has been getting a lot of press is Rebecca Ferguson is in this movie again. Great. And, you know, she did an interview where she talked about a male co-star that was a, a, a real jerk to her on set and she had to tell him off. And now there's a whole mystery of people trying to figure out who she was talking about. The Rock today basically had to come out and say it wasn't him and basically challenged to beat up whoever the actor turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Grant, I think, is the leading candidate from Florence Foster Jenkins. And Hall. Are- it's Hall and him are, Jill- are neck and neck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're neck and neck. And now The Rock's out there saying he's going to break a neck. So great. I mean, horrible that she had to go through that. But great job on Rebecca Ferguson for getting a lot of buzz during the press tour. Yeah. Parlaying your trauma into, uh, you know, good press. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's all it's all clicking. So, guys, I think we should give our prediction for how just how high this could go. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm the going. first one opened to, what, 41 million back in fall of 2021. Yes. Um, so the question is just how big the jump is going to be. You know, is this It's going to be a breakout sequel, as Scott Mendelson likes to call these things. Is it going to be a breakout sequel like going from Austin Powers 1 to Austin Powers 2, where it's doing like, Eight times the opening, probably not just because 40 million is was a pretty good opening. Yeah. But uh, I mean, could it do double? You know, could it do in the 80s? Could it do more than what Oppenheimer opens to? I think I, I'm going to throw out an over under okay. of 66 million. Okay. Well, so, okay. Here, just to give a little context. Uh, uh-huh. So, 65 is what Warner Brothers is projecting. Okay. They usually go low so yeah. that. Other people can go high. Yeah. And right now, Box Office Pro is saying anywhere from 71 to 86. Now. Okay. So that's a low over under then, even. Yeah. Because my thought was, I mean, Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. What did Oppenheimer open to? I think 82. I'm looking that up. 81. Right 81. Okay. So that, that feels like a solid over under mark to go with. Because if it goes over that, that's pretty huge yeah uh so pat do you want to go out on a limb yeah and say over under the oppenheimer opening weekend i would say over i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna just go over i won't say my number yet but i say over okay what are you saying danny eskimology of i screen you scream for number four movies yes yeah over 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 i'm on on the same boat as pat are you joining us on team over come on i'm not afraid of taking these if i was gambling yeah sure but i'm overing yeah i'm going i'm going on the side of over over oppenheimer clayton are you over under oppenheimer i'm over over. over. all right Uh... i'm gonna throw out then a new a new over under 100 million could this hit triple digits daddy I'm going to let you go first. You're the most hype here. Is Dune going to do over $100 million three-day weekend? Not too much, but by one digit, over 100. 101. Oh, so you're going 101. Yes. Clay- Clayton, are you as hype as Danny? Could Dune do $100 million? Can it do it? Okay. Could it do it? Is well, a will different it. question than, yeah. yeah, will it do it? Because it definitely could. I think it's in the realm of possibility for sure. Will it do it? Okay, so just to clarify, Oppenheimer opened to 82. Okay, so, but yeah. I think we're both over 80. We're all yeah, over we're 82. we're all over it. Yeah. I am going to say no. 
Not over. Okay. Not over. Okay. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the nineties on this one. I think it goes over 90. I think 93 to 94 feels right. But my God, I, I think that I would not be shocked to wake up on Monday morning. This did this thing did 111 million. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it's all the stars are all aligning for this movie. So Danny, you said 101. That is your, that is what you're saying. I saw a prediction. Okay. Pat, what is your number? 94. 94 million. Yeah. I'm going to be the one who's a little bit conservative here, Mm -hmm. even though I'm very hyped on this. Yeah. I'm going to go with a number very close to my heart. I'm going to go with 89. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Big Taylor Swift fan. No, it has nothing to do with that. Can I say, can I mention real quick? I will say Dune for the next few weeks is an event. Yeah. It's an event. That's, and it is the it's event. It's a Taylor Swift's event. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Now, here's what I'll say, wow. too, about, uh, yeah, an 89, just to let you know, has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. That is a personal number for myself. But okay. um, I think that even if this doesn't do in the 80s, even if it opens in the 70s, this mm-hmm. thing is going to have legs. I think that's the thing is like- yes. A big opening weekend is going to be huge for this. It's great news for us. It's great news for theatrical in general. But I want people to not freak out if -hmm. this movie makes 75, 76, something like that. Because it's still going to be over Warner Brothers estimates. It's going to be way, way over what the first one did. I know it was a different time and things were, were tenuous then. I do think that Let's not say the sky is falling when it's not. If this doesn't go over crazy overboard, yeah. and we'll be here to 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 of course calm the masses. Calm the masses. That happens. We're like we're over Avatar, here. like Avatar that time. So exactly, it will be the yeah. same situation. Yes, a hundred percent. This is going to be that. This movie is going to play like gangbusters for the next two months. It's got. You know, there's big kids movies opening in March. There's Kung Fu Panda 4. There's a Ghostbusters movie. But in terms of just teens, 20-something-year-olds, 30, you know, adults, older folks, this is going to be the movie of choice for the next two months, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's going to play. Um, So can I – you mentioned Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah. And I think since we have Danny, a youngin part of our young generation coming up i'd like to read an email really quick that touches on both dune part two and kung fu panda can i Uh, can you finish yeah you can finish the email um so what people at my school are looking forward to in march did you see this email pat i i you might be catching me fresh so go for it um it's from our possible opening act for our live show happy air okay Yes, yes. Wanna be oh boy, Javier. Javier. Uh said, okay. He thanked us for the kind words. I mean, you're awesome, so there's not enough kind words to say about you. Now, so this is what he did. He went, he goes to Wake Forest and he went around and had people fill out a survey as to what their most anticipate movie mm-hmm. for uh the coming month is. So Doom Part 2, Kung Fu Panda 4, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, and Godzilla Collab Kong, The New Empire. Mm-hmm. Put a check mark under the ones you're most excited to see. The results were very interesting as Kung Fu Panda 4 easily had the most check marks, with Dune having the wow. second most. Ghostbusters of Godzilla tied. And so here's the thought. Now, this is great for Dune 2. But the yeah. other thing about Kung Fu Panda is... He's seeing this sort of rise of Gru situation, Puss mm. in Boots, Minions. The this this sort of these young people grew up with these movies, and now yeah. they're coming of age. They're in university. They are getting educated. They are the real world is beckoning, and they're sort of saying, "Hey, maybe this Kung Fu Panda." 
will be a little bit of a respite, an oasis right. from the possible future that I'm facing. Mm-hmm. And Danny, so I wanted to ask you, because we see your hype for Dune 2. What is your hype for Kung Fu Panda 4? Is this a generational franchise for you? It's not. I love Shrek, but yes, it's a very generational franchise for Dreamers for years. So I think this is not a big deal going against Dune because, you know, Dune is not for everyone. So when parents don't want to take their kids to see giant sandworms and like, you know, material for like PG-13, they have a choice to see Kung Fu Panda with their kids. And I think this will blend well for like a demo demo age. So it's definitely going to be. A big one. So, next month. but so you don't think it's a gentle Munion situation? Mm, I don't. If it was Trek Five, yes. If it was no, not for Kung Fu Panda, but I think it will just do pretty good, considering it's a kids movie. You know, rats eat their mm-hmm. cheese. They never had a cheese since migration, so let there free to be new cheese. I mean, yes. That's very true. And and I just want to say really quick, I love this idea of surveying your school each yes. month please continue to do this and send this to us this is amazing boots on the ground and for yeah. all of our other wanna be o boys wanna be o girls wanna be o people, people who are at university or at high school or middle school wherever you go wherever you congregate create these surveys different states overseas whatever you want to do let us know this is awesome uh, feet on the ground, boots on the ground, because we can't go to all the universities. You know yeah. us; they don't book us in colleges anymore. They'd have to. Yeah. They'd have caution. To, caution tape. There's not enough caution. There's tape. not enough yeah. caution tape for us. So we need this boots on the ground from this younger generation. I am loving yeah. this. Another perfect email. Yeah. So, uh, listen. Normally, we do our top five predictions, but don't I ask. feel like it's just so meaningless. To just predict what is what is Madam Webb's third weekend drop gonna be? I will it's say such a who cares. Briefly, such a who cares. briefly, what do you think the Chosen does? Where do you think the Chosen, the new episodes of the Chosen, which are also coming out, where do they go in the top five? That's the question. So it's seven and eight, yeah. episodes seven and eight. Do you think this could topple Bob Marley? No, I mean. Those movies are going to do, what, a three and a half million dollar opening weekend. Okay. Bob Marley did 13 last weekend. So that'll do like seven or eight this weekend. Demon Slayer is probably going to do like five or six. Ordinary Angels could. Ordinary Angles is going to do like three probably. So I don't think that. Uh, maybe it comes in. It will probably beat out Madam Web, but I, I I don't think that the new batch of shows and episodes really factors in anywhere higher than like five. Danny, uh, is Jesus a big thing for you? Big IP. IP to everyone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I yeah I I think really who who cares in terms of what madam web does this weekend it's it's gonna bomb who gives an ass who gives a a fuck that's for sure wow there we go exactly i was tipping toeing around it and uh, danny just burst through the door you gotta like you gotta let it out sometimes you know it's the same thing on my show yeah well danny before we go let's talk about your show what other movies because you know on your show you talk about the things you're excited for and you dig deep when a movie comes out that you're excited about. Has Dune 2 anything in the next couple of months that you're excited about? You know, Godzilla X uh, uh, Kong, the collab, you know, a- anything, Ghostbusters, anything that you are excited about beyond Dune 2? Fall Guy, does that mean anything to you? What are yes. you excited about? Oh, yeah. So Godzilla X Kong, it's my second anticipated. Ghostbusters, all they're going to be next month. Uh, nothing in April. Fall guy, totally, totally. David Leach had a blast with Pull a Train. I'm a fan. I'm actually excited. Plant Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Ferocia, June, man. All I can say is, I know 2024 is light, but I gotta make the best out of it. It's my hype as much as I can. So I'm bringing the heat as much as I can to 
season three of my podcast. I love it. I love it. And I love that your podcast, you don't do anything that, that you're, you're not excited about. So there's no episodes where it's like, uh, Danny's just going through the motions. He's got to talk about Madam Webb. It's like you, you may end up watching something that you don't end up liking, but you always go into. I did not see Madam Webb. Thank God. Thank God. You're no shit. I was going to, you're no I was gonna, I was gonna kick off my sh- season three with that movie when I heard how shitty this movie was, and I decided, nope, I'm skipping that. Fuck it. But I did see a fathom event last week. What'd you, you guys want to guess? Final Fantasy VII: Evan Children. I, you wow. could have given me a thousand years, Danny, <laughs> and well, I never would have guessed. As a fan, I wish it would play the entire weekend because in my mind. I think it would be number one, but no square Enix, which is the developer of the franchise decided to play for two days, which is on Wednesday and Thursday and different like sounds of audio English and sub Japanese. But the reason they put this out is to promote their upcoming, uh, final fantasy game releases tomorrow. Very interesting. interesting. You know what? That's what movie theaters got to do is you got to get product in there. Hollywood's not making enough movies. So get a final fantasy movie in there to, to, and animate it to promote the video games, get these chosen episodes out there because we're not getting enough Dune part twos. Thank God I, we're getting this one. I did see the first part one of Dune a few weeks ago. Also okay. in IMAX and IMAX. So. <laughs> Love it. it Love now it. quickly, Danny, before we leave, cause you're the resident gamer. You're the guy who talks to us about games Borderlands. Mm. Yeah. The Borderlands <laughs> trailer. Obviously, biting off Guardians. It's a very Guardians aping trailer. Now, Borderlands as a franchise sold 75 million games. It's huge. What is your take on Borderlands as an IP? Do you think this could be a successful franchise for video game adaptations? Yes. Um, I'm not a Borderlands plan, but I'm planning to play one of them later this year before the the new the movie comes out. I could see it. I have a friend who is a Borderlands fan. He's very hype on it. Um, yeah, this is a Guardians like movie. And the question is, Eli Roth is the director of this movie. Does he hit it out of the park for the fans? Because he's all about horror, and I'm surprised he signed up to do this movie directing it. So I am not super super. But I'm like middling right here until like, what do people say? What do fans say? But other than that, I can see the stars. Look, Kevin Hart, he's a streamo guy right now. But I don't think his star is completely dead. I think, I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis is interesting. Jack Jack Black, yes, he's going to be a big factor. Ariana, what's her name? Ariana Greenblatt? Ariana Greenblatt from Barbie. Yeah, she's not gonna have a billion dollar movie this time, but she's gonna be a, another star. I feel like coming off from Barbie, coming off from uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett, yeah, Oscar worthy, didn't win it. You know, I think that idea for this trailer, people don't understand that it's just a trailer, and then when the movie gets the word comes out, people might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. this might be worth a. Uh, a good shot and it comes out after Deadpool. So I think it's not going to be damaging either. So going to Borderlands, a video game movie like that. I think this is what we need and what Hollywood's needs for like video game type superhero comic book stuff. You know? Yeah, I love it. I love it. This and we, we say it all the time. Video games are the new, uh, the new IP that's taken over. And I, I agree. I think Borderlands is going to be a, a big movie. I, I am looking forward to that. The budget's I, very easy, it. too. It's very fair. How much did it cost exactly? 70-something million? Oh, I mean, if it's that, it's it's going to be very oh. profitable. Oh, the budget's I, I not think... out yet. Okay, yeah. I think yeah. it's like under 100 million, I feel like, for that budget. I think that'd be relatively uh, good. Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited for that. So uh, the other thing I'm excited about I'm encouraging everyone, of course. I always do. Wanna be O senior intern Christopher kills it running our social medias at the BO Boys Pod on Twitter X, on TikTok, and all that. And he's gonna be dropping with this episode a poster, a a a a 
fully designed by Danny Poster, mm. dropping with this episode that you got to see to believe. And it is the B.O. Boys family, the extended B.O. Boys universe in the poster for Dune 2. Danny, uh, just, you know, by the time people see this episode, the the poster will be live on our social media. So just quickly, how did, what hit you? What inspired you to take the the B.O. Boys family? I mean, Kirkman hands on there. Jack, Christopher. Uh, Bread of the New Flesh, David Thompson, you know, Jeff, uh, Bach. Jeff Fox, Scott Mendelson, the Godfather himself, the legend, the tribal chief, Scott Mendelson is on there. Yourself, <laughs> throw ones up for Scott Mendelson. Um, how did the inspiration hit you to create what I think is going to be an iconic uh, uh, custom poster that you made? You got to just make awareness to get the hype going. So I did the same thing with Five Nights at Freddy's. And that was just the beginning. Oh, and I send you a few Photoshops in 2022 with the Doctor Strange and Top Gun Paramount. The Paramount yep. movie striking back with the smiles on the on the, the face the and on the jackass. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. I mean, I love making Photoshops because not only they're funny, but, you know, they're just creative. You know, I know it could probably offend some of you guys are the wannabe boys, girls, and people, people that, people. you know, don't view them as much or are the B.O. Boy family. I mean, hey, this is just for fun and games. I mean, you got to get the promotion going. So that's what inspired me to make this Photoshop. Now, if yeah. I could quickly elaborate whose face uh-huh. is on. Yeah, do it. So I got myself as Paul, mm-hmm. uh, wannabe boy Jack as Channy. Mm-hmm. Wanna be a boy Christopher as Lay Jessica. Scott <laughs> Mendelssohn as Baron. Kirk mm-hmm. Manahan as Faye Rothe. Clayton as Beast Robon. Brad Arnold as one of the Fremens. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. David Thompson as Gurney. Jeff Bach as Princess Orin. And Pat, the one and only Stilgar. Uh, it's incredible casting. So again, go to at the B.O. Boys pod. Social media is twitter x and, and it'll be there i mean it's gonna be circulating all over the internet when it drops you won't so be able you, to avoid be, it at this point yeah yes yes um and of course we're on youtube so you can watch this episode you can watch clips you can watch web exclusives all on the youtube channel which is really taken off now it is growing so if you haven't already go subscribe to the youtube channel while you still can i'll just and you I'll can just... see the hoodie i'm wearing to promote this episode and going out yeah. to see the movie Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. This entire time, if you're only listening, you're only getting half the story. You have to go to the YouTube channel to see this Dune hoodie and the shirt underneath it that he's holding up. This is huge. So go watch the BO Boys on our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. Of course, read the Substack. Wanna BO Junior intern Jack has brought back the Substack, two to three articles a week. He's got a full preview uh, of Dune 2. His write-up on it is incredible. So go there. And uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Of course, listen to I Screen, You Scream 4, number four four movies. Give that five stars if you haven't already. Uh, Big episodes, as you heard, coming up in the next couple of months. Danny's finally got some movies that he's excited about. And... Guys, I think we can I uh, promote this real quick. Uh, You're available. Okay, so why my Dune episode is going to be big. Yeah, of course. I'm not only doing it to kick off my season, but I'm having. Can I say it, guys? Yeah. If one of you guys. I'm definitely in. Clayton, we we have to talk about the date, but I'm guaranteed. I'm a a slim doink. So, guys, I'm kicking off the season three of my podcast. I screened, you screened four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Four yeah. movies with the Dune episode with Pat, unknown about Clayton yet, but we're not going to just be, I'm not going to be converting them to critics, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, but uh. we're going to talk about the box office breakdown. So that's another big one that yep. I think it's worth checking out if you love the B.O. Boys and help my podcast just kick off my season. The the, the Hypest Podcast is where it's at for Ice Screen, New Screen 4, number 4. 4. You gotta subscribe to the podcast, whatever you're listening on. Apple's the best place to listen to. I do have a YouTube channel, and I'll keep providing this YouTube channel here and then. And of course, it'll be in video formatted for the viewing. And one more thing: Did we do our top fives? 
quickly? Well, I, I think we said the top five at this point don't, don't matter. matter. It's okay. just it's just the Dune prediction we okay. I have my prediction ready, but you know what? Yeah, I think I know how it goes anyways. Yeah, it, it, it's all meaningless after Dune too. So, Danny, I, then then I'm I'm going to make a huge announcement. I mean, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, there's no question mark over my head at this point. I'm in. Of course, yeah, I'm in. He's in. He's in. All right. All right. So oh. there we go. Huge. Huge. All right, guys. There's nothing else to say. Nothing. There can't be. There can't. Be. No, it can't be. Can't be. Except for. Until next time. Well, smell you at the. Box Box. Office. Nailed it. Nailed it.